Welcome back to Sister Ellie Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And on today, my name is Allison C. Hode, if you don't know. And today we are going to finish our episodes concerning spiritual robbers, which are distractions. We wanted to uh, pick out distractions and we want to wanted to talk about how the enemy comes against us to distract us. Now, what we previously learned, we previously learned that there is a demon assigned to you, there's a demon assigned to me. Just like we have guardian angels assigned to us, we have demons assigned to us from the kingdom of darkness. Listen, if you didn't know, Satan is a copycat. And what he does is copycat the kingdom of light. So everything that is established in the kingdom of God, Satan has made his own kingdom, which is called the kingdom of darkness, and he has emanated it from the kingdom of light. Listen, this particular demon knows everything about you. They know everything about me. They study us. They watch the smallest details. Why? The plan is to bring negative outcomes into our lives. They know our every move, our every sensitivity, our every desire, our likes, our dislikes. For example, we looked at monitoring spirits. What is their main objective, a monitoring spirit? The main objective is to gather information, take notes, and report back to the forces of darkness seeking any vulnerability they can exploit yes in our lives why because i call it a spiritual surveillance it's spiritually minded listen we can go back and we can we've already learned in our episodes past how there's a spiritual world and there's a natural world we live in the natural world and anything that goes on in the spirit it comes over to the natural. So we have to um, uh, be concerned about what goes on in the spiritual realm. Listen, I don't want to get off topic because we're talking about distractions. Listen, there is a report on you. There is a tailor-made strategy just for you. In other words, there is a contract out on you from the kingdom of darkness, from Satan's kingdom, excuse me, to destroy you, especially if you are chosen for a special task, excuse me, with God. Now listen, we must understand these things to be able to stand in evil day, as Ephesians 6, 7, 13 tells us. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore we take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Listen. The armor is not a natural armor. It is in the spiritual realm. We put on the armor through prayer. We 
Uh, we'll talk more in detail about it in the future. But this is how you put on the armor of God through your prayer, through your communication with God. It's not a natural armor. It is a spiritual armor. Listen, <clears throat> distractions come in all forms from all directions. However, the result is the same each time. Each time you have a distraction. Distractions take us off course if you didn't know it. It either prevents us from experiencing something God has for us or it puts us in the wrong position. Listen, <clears throat> getting back core, getting back on course, however, from being distracted is it, not difficult. <clears throat> Listen, it just requires us to be intentional about our time and our attention. That's all it takes. A distraction is something that takes our attention away from what we're supposed to be doing. It is a distraction. It distracts us. It grabs us away from what we're supposed to be doing. If you listen in the previous episode about the uh, definition of distraction. <clears throat> listen, distraction comes from a Latin word. It means the this part of distraction means a part. Yes. And traher means drag so when we are distracted we're being dragged away from the task at hand literally dragged away and in a spiritual aspect that means being dragged away from God and the purpose that he has for our lives listen the Bible tells us that Martha was dragged she was distracted when she was when Jesus came she was busy about serving and she wanted Jesus to uh, uh, basically tell Mary to help her. But Jesus said, no, Mary is doing the right thing. She is focused on me. Martha was being distracted about serving. Busy, 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 busy. When she should have been learning at, at the feet of Jesus like Mary was. Learning something. <clears throat> My God from Zion. Let's see here. We know that David was distracted when he saw Bathsheba bathing. David was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Listen, these are distractions. We can bring it home today. We learn how how do we overcome distraction? We submit ourselves to God and we resist the devil. We flee from him. We have to learn uh, how to focus our attention on a daily basis listen philippians 4 and 8 told us how to think on things that are true reliable sure true doctrine think on things that are honest which is genuine think on things that are just which are righteous think on things that are pure that's sacred and clean think on things that are lovely acceptable pleasing Think on all of these things. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Psalms 19 and 14 reminds us to focus our hearts in prayer. My God from Zion. These are the things that we have to do to keep ourselves from dis being distracted. Listen, we're going to go right into uh, our ending of this episode distractions what are those distractions are cycles they come in cycles it's just just pay attention pay attention to your daily life distractions come in cycles cycles of defeat 
cycles of depression, cycles of failure, hijack, destiny, poverty, cycles of divorce, lack of knowledge, etc. Impermanent distractions come in cycles. You can be distracted by many things. And if you want to bring it home today, distracted from about TV, when we can be reading the word of God, we're sitting in front of the TV. That's a distraction. Distraction if you are um, distracted about by other individuals, distracted by man, distracted by woman. Yeah, they come into your life as distractions to take your mind off of uh, living for the Lord, off of doing the things from God. There are distractions. You can have distractions even in your work when you're supposed to be doing one thing. You're distracted by something else and you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And I'm a witness to that. I can recognize that. You are distracted in so many ways. Distractions, distractions, distractions. My God from Zion, how do we combat these distractions? Well, the Bible tells us in Joshua 1 and 8 to first study the Bible and study it always it reads the book of the law shall not depart out of our mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou must observe to do according to all that is written therein for them thou shalt make thy way prosperous for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Yes, the Bible tells us to keep our mind on the word of God to get rid of distractions. Now, Philippians 4 and 8, we have to be intentional and focus our daily thoughts, cast down every vain imagination, and we have to deal with our perspective of things we have to be intentional of our thought process Hebrew 12 and 2 tells us to focus our hearts in prayer Psalms 1914 and Luke 2 and 19 tells us to focus our minds Colossians 3 and 2 tells us to regain our hope even Jonah comes in the picture 2 and 7 be about our father's business own the purpose that god has placed before you own it and be about our father's business and that will help us uh, in the process of not being distracted jeremiah 29 and 13 says seek the lord with all of our heart and then we shall find him listen the bible tells us <clears throat> how to Keep our minds and and, and uh, defeat the enemy when he brings distractions. Like I said previously, distractions come in all forms and all from all directions. But the result is the same each time. What is that result? It takes us off course. It either prevents us from experiencing what God has for us. Or it puts us in the wrong position. Distractions. Listen. Distractions. Distractions. The enemy can come and speak in your ears to get you distracted. 
when you're supposed to be doing the work of the Lord, when you're supposed to be writing that book, you'll be doing everything but writing that book. When you're supposed to be reading the word of God or or uh, uh, studying the word of God and writing your study notes, you'll be doing everything but that. If you're supposed to be creating a podcast, you will be doing everything but creating that podcast. If you're supposed to be doing a YouTube channel, you'll be doing everything but YouTube. If you're supposed to be on Facebook, whatever it is that God has told you, listen, Jesus said, that we were going to do greater works than what he did. Listen, Jesus had to walk from town to town by foot, but we have vehicles. We have social media. We can get the word of God out across the world. We have to be about our father's business and we have to combat distractions in the process. Listen, distractions is a weapon it's a strategy of the devil and we have to recognize that we are being distracted from doing the things of God from having a personal relationship with God from praying we should be praying but what are we doing we are being distracted in whatever form whatever fashion it may be we may be talking to someone on the phone we may be uh um just just relaxing, just just doing nothing, looking at YouTube videos. Anything is is a distraction because we're supposed to be doing the work of the Lord. Listen, time is short. We are living in the last and evil days. Jesus is soon to come. I don't know about you, but I want him to say, you know, that I did good and I was and enter into my kingdom and be at rest yes so we have to get about our father's business let me give you a summary of this thing concerning distractions we're going to bring it home for 2023 listen first of all technology and social media is a huge distraction listen now i'm not saying that technology and social media is bad because this is one way that we're going to do greater works that jesus said that we would do because of technology and social media listen social media is huge when it comes to distraction you get on the view one post a one direct message one picture and the next thing you know is two hours later just sitting in one spot how do i know because i have done it myself we are allured by the music by the colors by the print by it other things within the social media world we are allured to uh, watch, to sit, to listen, and my God from Zion, we need to make a vow to get off of social media for a significant amount of time. Yes, for a significant amount of time, we need to make a vow to God. But listen, I am not getting on this social media today to distract me because I have a work to do. For the Lord, listen, we have a work to do for the Lord. And I want you to pay close attention to your thought patterns. And, and just let me know if you crave to get on a social media platform. 
because I can guarantee you the enemy does not want you to get off of social media for a significant amount of time. He wants you to stay there and be distracted where you are not accomplishing nothing for the Lord. You're not accomplishing nothing for your life. Distractions, technology, and social media is number one. Listen, number two is materialism and i'm just giving you a few examples of distractions for 2023 materialism we need to have stuff just stuff it will derail us from pursuing the purpose that god has for our lives just won't stop we will get caught up in the never ending cycle of, of working towards obtaining things we work because we want things we go to work because we want things we get up the next day we go to work because we want things which can lead to idolatry Wanting things can lead to idolatry. Certain things can lead to idolatry. Yes, we have needs. We have to get up and go to work to supply, to help with the uh, supplying of our needs because God gives us uh, the mindset to get up and go to work. God gives us the ability in our bodies to get up and go to work. God is blessing us through getting up and going to work to supply our needs. But when we are going just to purchase things stuff but get this when we die it will be left behind for our family to fall over <laughs> if we cannot take these things with us i am a witness i've watched it when my mom died when my dad died and my sister died my sister had so much stuff my god and zion and I was the one that had to clean out the house of all of this stuff. Listen, that stuff is not going with you. Hunty, trust me, you cannot take it with you. We can see um, where the Egyptians were burying their kings and they were burying their stuff with them. But listen, right here today. That stuff is still on this earth. That stuff is in museums. We cannot take that stuff with us. Materialism is a distraction. Always in the marketplace. Want to go shopping. Want to buy this. Want to buy that. It's a distraction. We cannot have a personal relationship with the Lord because we're always in the marketplace. My God, from Zion, we cannot study our Bible. We cannot pray. We cannot get in the Word. We cannot. Why? Because we're in the marketplace buying stuff. Listen, the Bible states in Matthew 6, 19 through 21, lay not up for yourself treasures upon this earth what when moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal this is the king james version but jesus is telling us don't let up your treasures on this earth don't buy all of this stuff when moths come in and ruin it where dust where rust comes and and make it rusty unusable even where thieves will break in your house and steal these things but jesus said but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
was neither month nor was desperate. None of this, none of these things happen. None of this decay happen. And the thieves do not break through at night still. So that's where we have to lay up our treasures. For where our treasure is, that that is where our heart will be. That's when idolatry comes in. Our heart is concerned about stuff, about having stuff. Come on, somebody. We just want it. We just want it. We just want it. And that's where our heart is. And then that becomes idolatry if, if we put it above God. So Jesus began to tell us, don't, don't lay up your treasures here upon this earth. Well, we're, we're just traveling anyway. And this stuff cannot go with you when you die. My God, let's go on. Number three, negative emotions. Feelings of anger, jealousy, or resentment can consume our thought process. Listen, we got to let that stuff go. Unforgiveness, all of these emotions, all of these negative emotions. Jealous, why are you jealous about somebody else? Listen, God made you just like he made them. And he is no respect of person if he gave it to them he most definitely can give it to you no jealousy required when we're living for the hour come on somebody resentment no it can consume us bitterness and unforgiveness my god the spirit of rejection come on somebody being mistreated Come on, revenge, retaliation, all of that can consume our thought process. Come on, if somebody did something wrong to you, and if we don't forgive, according to Matthew 6 and 18, God will not forgive us. We have to let that stuff go, anger and hatred. Come on, somebody. Negative emotions is a distraction. Now, when you begin to release that stuff, when you begin to replace it with the things of God, when you begin to replace it, come on, somebody. You'll see your life, your life will change number four overthinking in 2023 overthinking an overactive mind and excessive mind can make it difficult to focus on spiritual matters come on somebody remember Excessive, we just in a state of worry. We just worry about everything. We're worrying how we're going to eat. We're worrying how we're going to put food on the table for our children. We worry how we're going to pay our bills. We worry about uh, matters on the job. We worry about matters in our family. Worrying an overactive mind, overthinking these things when God tells us to learn upon cast our cares upon him because he cares for us 
He is going to take care of the situation and the circumstances. And we just give it to him. We just have to call upon his name. What? And he will answer us. So, all that other thinking, excess thinking, excess will. God said, we cannot put a hair on our head. We cannot change our height. If God don't do it, it's just not going to get done. Come on, somebody. Why are we worrying about it? It's just causing sickness in our body. Jesus, my God. Listen, the Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 12, it reads, Hope deferred maketh the heart, which is the mind, the thinking, makes it sick. But when the desire cometh, it is like a tree and a tree of life. Listen, this world, this thinking, this mind process, overactive mind will make us sick, will cause disease to come within our bodies. Overthinking, it is a distraction, it is a plan, it is a strategy from the you have way you, you, you get uh, high blood pressure, you get um, disease like diabetes can come in the body, whatever the case may be, cancer, all of that can come into the body from over an overactive mindset. Listen, we can have uh, stomach issues, we can have digestive issues. Listen, somebody, you can have respiratory issues. Overactive mind, excessive worrying is a distraction from the pits of hell. Listen, when we get in our world, when we get in our body, when we understand what the word of God tells us, then we will we'll have the ability to release those things unto God, to replace those things with faith. Replace those things with courage. Replace those things with I know that I know that I know that God is going to take care of it. Replace those things with the word of God. Come on, somebody. I'm just trying to break it down in a simple uh, uh, way so we can all understand what is really going on. The enemy wants to distract you to worry. The Bible tells us that it is impossible. Hear me. Hear me clearly. The Bible tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. And we can find that in Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 6th verse. It is impossible to please God if you don't have any faith. So we need to work on our faith. We need to work on our belief system towards God. And how do we do that? We get in the Word and we apply it to our life on a daily basis. We believe the Word. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the report of God or are you going to believe the report of the devil who is distracting you, who is causing you uh, to be uh, not to get close to God? causing you to turn away from God. Whose report are you going to believe as we find in the book of Isaiah? I'm 
don't know about you, but I am doing my darndest. I am doing my best. I am doing whatever it takes to believe the report about me and my God and Zion. If I can't get my belief system where it needs to be, I'm going to call upon one of my sisters in Christ to help me get my mindset where it needs to be to believe the word of God. Yes, so I can sit on this podcast and tell you what God said God. It is impossible. Impossible. It cannot be done. You cannot please God if you do not have faith. That's Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the 6th verse. Listen, the Bible tells us to take no thought for our life. What we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall put on. Come on, somebody. You can find out in Matthew 6, 25, and I'm going to say, Cause take no thought for your life what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Jesus is telling us, why are you thinking about these things? Take no thought for it. And God can call the lilies in the fields. Come on, somebody. If he can feed the birds in the air, they're not concerned about what they're going to eat. The lilies in the field are not gonna are not concerned about how they array themselves with beauty or what they're gonna put on. And God can do simple things like that to birds and lizards. Don't you know that you God has created you higher than the bird and higher than the lily on the soil, the grass that is ground one day and cut down the next day and put in the fire? Yes, God created you higher than that. So if God can take care of the lily in the field, if God can take care of the bird, if God can take care of the grass, what makes you think that he cannot take care of you? Listen, the devil is telling me a lie revival the land that he is the father of what he created lying, if you will. The Bible did that. He is the father of lies. Yes. So anything that comes from the kingdom of darkness is a robble lie. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Come on, we're going to go to number five. A busy lifestyle. Just busy, busy, busy as a bee. Busy, busy, busy. And I'm going to use doing the work of the Lord for an example. Come on, somebody. We're so busy doing the work of the Lord. We're so busy going this place, going that place. Just so busy, you know. So, God, I'm doing a work for the Lord. But listen, we don't have no time for God Himself. How can you be so busy going here, there, everywhere? Doing the work of the Lord, and you don't have time to pray. You don't have time to read the Bible. You don't have time to spend with God Himself. Really? 
a busy lifestyle. Just busy, 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 busy. What, what, what's going on, sister? I am going to do the work of the Lord. We're living in the last days. You know, the, the, the harvest is great. The laborers are few. And I got to get out there and labor in the vineyard. Which is good. However, there is no relationship with God. I heard Jesus say something to this fact um, in Matthew 7 and 22. Money will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name have we cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, is what Jesus is saying. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Busy, busy, busy. I'm busy, be just doing for the Lord. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. We didn't have a relationship. You didn't call upon my name. And listen, we do not want the Lord to tell us, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Now listen, we're going to go right into number six and we are going to finish out this podcast for today. Peer pressure. Has anybody ever been pressured to do something? Social pressures are everywhere. Pressure on social platforms, pressure on the job, pressure in the church, pressure in the family, pressure within the community to conform to the happenings of the majority, walking down the broad road. Peer pressure. Peer pressure will make you follow the crowd. And we do not want to follow the crowd. Listen. The Bible tells us, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So that's following the crowd. That's following, going in the direction that everybody else is going in. The Bible says that that, that uh, broad is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many be which go there at. But listen, straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And a few there be that find it it. And you will find that in Matthew the seventh chapter, verses thirteen and fourteen. We want to enter in at the straight gate, the narrow gate. Gate. We don't want to be going with the crowd. Everybody is doing this, so we're just going to follow along and do what everybody else is doing. Why? Because there's pressure. Come on, uh, my friend. Let's go with me. Let's do this. Come on, my friend. 
Let's go here. Let's go there. Um, come on, you can smoke this. It, it's not gonna hurt you. Or come on, you can take this pill. Those are distractions. Those are distractions to get you on a broad path, a path that leads to destruction instead of going the narrow road where you are uh, getting your books and you study uh, your schoolwork, your homework, or your college work, if you will, or you, you go in that direction to make something out of your life or uh, to be in the church, to go to Bible study, to go to Sunday school. There is the narrow path. Only a few are going in that direction. But listen, that's where life is going to be. Not on the road, the broad road that leads to destruction. Everybody is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. No. Don't allow peer pressure. Why? Because that's a tactic and a strategy of the devil. Peer pressure. To lead you down that broad road of destruction. Listen. Drugs, paraphernalia, things of that nature is a distraction. Distracting you from being the person that God wants you to be. To being that person that tells somebody else that God is good. It is a distraction. It is a strategy of the devil. So we do not want to fall into those pits, if you will. We don't want to fall into those traps. We want to recognize that it is a distraction and we want to turn away and say, no, thank you. Not me. And listen, uh, while you're trying to pull me in the way that you're going, let me tell you what Jesus has done for my life. Let me tell you where I come from. Let me tell you what has happened to me and where I am going now today. Where I could have been. Let me tell you how I tried to commit suicide, but God saved me. Let me tell you how I was molested as a child. Let me tell you how I was raped, but I'm on the other side of that. Let me tell you how I was abandoned by my parents. Let me tell you how, and we can go on and on, and we can think of all these things that people have been through, but they're on the other side now. Listen, that's what we are to do. Instead of going down the road or the path that it, that individual is trying to get you to go on. No, tell them your story. Tell them how you have overcome. Tell them what God has done for you. Don't let them drag you. Remember, distractions means drag. Don't let them drag you down the road that they're going. You drive them down the road that you're going. You be the stronger one. You be the more convincing one. Don't let them convince you. You convince them. My God from Zion, in the mighty name of Jesus, to bring them to God, to introduce them to Jesus, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen, let's get back on track here. 
from being distracted spiritually, it is not difficult to get back on track from being distracted spiritually. It's not difficult. Listen, we must be intentional with our time and we must be intentional with our intentions. with our mindset, our thought process. Listen, it's not hard. It's not hard at all to come back from being distracted by the enemy. But we have to recognize that we are being distracted. And we have to pull ourselves back to where God wants us to be. Listen, distractions are spiritual robbers. They rob us of our spirituality they rob us from our personal relationship with god distractions comes in it is a tactic it is a strategy of the devil and i want and i want excuse me and i want you to know that today distractions come to kill you the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Distractions come to steal your relationship with God. Distractions come to kill uh, your thought process, to kill your body, even physically. Because if your, your thought process will bring on disease, that's kill, steal, and destroy. Distractions come to destroy your life to get you in a position that God never planned for you to be in my sister my brother we must recognize we must be in, intentional about our thought process God bless you I love you thank you for listening to sister Ali Cat's tea my name is Allison C. Holt. I am your host. And here we talk about all things church related. Please like, comment, follow, and share. Follow this ministry on all social media platforms. Look for Light and Darkness, L-I-T. Look for Allison C. As in Cat Holt. And find us out there on other social media platforms. Be blessed and I will talk to you soon.